metalheads, and welcome back to another episode of the Harsh Vocals Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Justin Corbett. And I'm Christian Renner. How's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's been uh, a crazy two weeks in the music world. <laughs> Insane. The the amount of top-tier albums getting released just over the last two weeks is, I would hazard to say, probably the, the strongest two weeks in maybe a decade. I mean, it's insane. I don't know if I would say strongest two weeks in a decade, but if you're looking at it from the perspective of like how strong of a start to the year it is, January and February together, yeah, I don't think... I don't think there's ever been a January and February that are this strong, except maybe 1994 when all the black metal albums were coming out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When everything was new and fresh and everybody was going a different direction. But I I mean, we always run into really, really good records every single week. But Mm -hmm. when you're already talking about, man, this could probably make my top five, you Mm -hmm. know, this early in the year. And and it's not just it's not just one or two albums. That's the thing. It's like I, I could easily make a top 10 list of the year right now. And some of those albums will definitely make my finalized top 10 list when we get to the end of 2024. Yeah. Uh, the level of quality coming out is just mind blowing this year. I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. I feel like it was a great time to start a podcast, a great time to start reviewing albums. Cause there's just so much good stuff to talk about. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. The weird thing is, I mean, every, everything is good, but like, it's really, really yeah. good. Like not, not just, Oh wow, this is a good album. I mean, this is like holy yeah, shit. Yeah, there's a lot of like four four out of fives or four point fives out of fives, which uh, you know those are usually kind of sparse throughout the year. But there's been several yeah. in the past two months, and like I said, I'm all here for it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, honestly, you know, on the on the site when I do a review, uh, that's that's honestly why I don't put a. Uh, a rating on it, you know, four out of five, four point five, because I, I at this point I'm only reviewing stuff that I like. Yeah. So it, it would it would be kind of <laughs> pointless for me to yeah everything's a five out of five, you know, and yeah everything I've reviewed so far would be would be you know or yeah. at least very close. Yeah, I mean I've been putting uh, numerical values on my reviews, but I've been reviewing new stuff. You've been reviewing old stuff that you've had years to yeah you know listen to and appreciate, and so of course it's going to be a much higher rating on yours usually. Speaking of, I just put out a new article today right before the show for Knowles As Spoken. I talked about it a little bit on a previous episode, but I still feel like that's one of the strongest grindcore albums I've ever heard and uh, definitely going to be somewhere in my top 20, top 25. So um, go check that article out and uh, definitely listen to that band if you haven't yet. Yeah, big fan. That's a good record. So today's topic is uh, one that I'm bringing to the table, and this is Artificial Intelligence in Metal. We're going to talk about it in depth in a little while, but just so Christian can get his gears churning and figure out what he wants to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, artificial intelligence and metal, it's becoming a thing. We've seen it recently. Yeah. Uh, Unleash the Archers is one we're going to talk about a lot. They used it in every facet of the creation of their latest album. Deicide used it to make their latest album cover. A lot of the metal yeah. community is very unhappy about it, so... Um, we're going to dive some more into that in just a little while. But first, we're going to talk about our favorite albums from the past two weeks. And uh, number one is going to be one that Christian picked. So let's jump right into there. This is uh, Torchia. Yeah, Torchia. I'm I'm assuming that's how you said it. Odd name. The album is called Arcane Magica. Uh, there's an E at the end of magic. Magicae. Uh, Magica. Um, I'm not sure. Magicae. I don't know. Uh, melodic Death from Finland. Extremely high level. I picked the uh, the track Red Luna Ceremony. 
It showcases a fantastic lead guitar that is genuinely infectious. It's got a this massive chorus that leads into this twin guitar harmony uh, that just continues that overall catchiness to the whole entire song. Yeah, it's definitely a highlight. It's easily my favorite song on the album. Yeah, I, but not to say the album in its entirety is not good. Yeah, this is actually the third album from these guys, and I went back and listened to the previous two and. The jump and level of quality between the second album oh. and this one is just incredible. Um, I don't know yeah. what they did to improve so much, but they've really been honing their craft. And uh, the other thing is that it's kind of a short album. It's only 38 minutes, so it's very succinct, very little bloat, if any. Yep. All the songs are kind of about witchy stuff and magic and uh, just kind of a, a very enjoyable album. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about it, but yeah, it's a, it's an easy album to get yes, into. It's very definitely like it would be a good gateway album. I think that's probably the best thing yeah, I could say. Yeah. So uh, without any further ado, let's listen to a track from it. This is again, Torchia off the album Arcane Magicae. And the song is Red Luna Ceremony.
Good stuff, man. Yeah, I love that record. Yeah, me too. Did you uh, pick that one up on vinyl? Do they have vinyls for that one? They do not. Oh. As of yet, they don't. Uh, well, moving on, my first track of the day is going to be a band called Griffin from France. They're a melodic black metal band. This is their third album as well. Again, another kind of succinct album. This one comes in at 37 minutes. It's all about historical uh, rebellions and government takedowns and things like that that have occurred in France over the years. The album itself is full of incredible melodies, lots and lots of raw emotion, and all the songs, which you know I'm the hugest fan of when you can just hear that emotion pouring out of the vocalist. Um, there's so much I like about this. Uh, the minute I heard it, I was like, this is going to be a top 10 album for me. I already know it. And so I did rush out and buy the vinyl and a patch. (laughs) And uh, I have not had a chance to go back and listen to their previous albums yet, but it's definitely on my to-do list. So I think anybody that likes melodic black metal uh, will be able to find things to appreciate in this. Like I said, it's a very succinct album. There's no bloat. All the songs are interesting, and I don't really have enough time to go into detail about what particular events they're based on. But if you go and look online, there's plenty of resources that'll tell you and if you're interested in the history, it's it's pretty fascinating. You know, I spent some time reading some of those articles uh, the other day, so I don't know a whole lot about French history. You know, I, I grew up in America, where they only teach you about American history and Texas history. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was pretty interesting to me. You might want to check that out. Yeah, it's a it's a great record, and I mean, like what you were talking about with the vocals. Uh, you know, sometimes you just got that. Uh, th- this guy sounds like he's in physical pain. Well, mm-hmm. in some of these sections and you're just like, man, I, I wonder if he like if he's a cutter or something. And <laughs> like, while he's in the recording studio, because he did, he put I mean, you can feel it. Yeah, he just leaves it all on the floor, man. It's yeah. it's always impressive to me when vocalists can do that. And I have a real love for that type of vocalist. So I tend to gravitate towards that sort of sound. And Griffin is no exception. They're just phenomenal from beginning to end. So. Let's go ahead and play that track. This is called I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. It's Alla Insurrection <laughs> off of the album De Republica from the band Griffin.
capitale, le haut du pavé. Dans le ciel, quand la foudre est faite de pieds la pluie est faite de pavé. Le 10 juillet, le trône est sur le pavé. Le plus excellent symbole du peuple, c'est le pavé. On marche dessus jusqu'à ce qu'il vous tombe sur la tête. La rue de Paris joue toujours un grand rôle en révolution. Le mot terrible de la révolution de 1789, c'était la lanterne. Le mot terrible de la révolution de 1830, c'était le pavé. Tous deux venaient de la rue. You know, I kept reading that and I just kept, you know, in my head saying, it's a little a little insurrection with like L-I-L, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, just, just a little, just a little. Yeah, it's, yeah. We, we had something similar here in America just recently. So, yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, just just a little one. Just a little one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fantastic album. I love that track. It's one of the best on the album. Um, it was definitely the one that was the most accessible, maybe, and, and the shortest. Yeah. I didn't want to pick one of the longer ones because, you know, we, we made our last episode pretty long with a bunch of 12 and 13 minute songs. So we're going to try to peel it back just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's become a thing. I mean, we're trying to make this at an hour or just over an hour. Yeah. But man, when there's so many damn good albums, it's, what are you going to do? It's tough, especially when the best song is a long one. You know, it's, yeah. it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Uh, but moving on, the next track is another one of Christian Pink. This is uh, Morbid Saint. Yep. You want to tell us about that one? Uh, Morbid Saint. The album is Swallowed by Hell. Thrash metal from uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. The track that I picked is called Pine Tuxedo. Morbid Saint is uh, aggressive thrash in the vein of Creator or uh, even, I don't know if you know the band Sadis. Mm-hmm. Great guitar work. The drumming is next level. Definitely seems, uh, seems like a band that I'm... Absolutely, I, I need to see live. And, you know, interesting thing, when I looked this up, I didn't realize this, but this band has been around since 1984. Oh, wow. And this is actually considered to be somewhat of the of a proper post-reunion album. They had another album in 2015, but for some odd reason, uh, people say that that wasn't their official reunion album. But, hmm. I don't know, this one that came out after they'd been not active for damn near 20 years you know and, and what's super impressive about this album is uh you know a lot of bands when they come back off of a reunion they don't seem to have that same fire that they did you know in the beginning that same aggressiveness mm-hmm. and you know what what drew you into that in the first place and this album is is aggressive as fuck and i mean if these guys are like in their 50s and 60s or whatever and they're kicking, kicking this out i mean yeah, this is aggressive. This is definitely creator style thrash metal. Yeah, I hear the creator influences. I didn't really listen to the whole album, but I did listen to the track. Yeah, um, and I enjoyed it. So I will go back and listen to the album. Um, typically, when I'm making my playlists, I skip over some thrash stuff. Um, it's kind of hit or miss for me, but this one I like. So I'll definitely be going back for it. Yeah, I mean, thrash is probably you know my favorite genre. I mean, melodic black metal is very, very close, but I, I've had a love affair with thrash ever, you know, when I bought Ride the Lightning new, you know, and mm-hmm. I went to the record store, bought Ride the Lightning. That, that kind of tells you how fucking old I am. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, I, when I was first getting into metal, um, I was all about thrash and industrial. Uh, it's just, it hasn't really stuck with me. I actually, 
actually thought about that too, and I I honestly think that the the reason that you you were drawn to harsh vocals in the first place was because that was an era that harsh vocals was was becoming very prominent. You know, like it, it mm-hmm. was definitely being pushed. You know, when I first got into metal, nobody had harsh vocals. So right, yeah. I mean, we're both products of our era. Yeah, and uh, you know the bands that were popular and talked about during our formative years as far as music goes yeah so that's a that's a larger discussion we'll have to have one (laughs) day when we talk about gateway bands but for now let's uh go and play a track from this album this is morbid saint from the album swallowed by hell and the track name is called pine tuxedo
Good stuff, man. Yeah, that opening guitar riff is just catchy, and then you, yeah. you know it's that thrash. See, that's, that's usually what I. That's know. what I love about thrash yeah, is the just what I love uh, about it musicality of it but the the vocals is usually what drives me away because i don't know i don't know if i've just become spoiled by all the death and black metal i listen to but it's really really hard for me to connect with like just regular thrash style vocals or clean singing at all it has to be something special for me to latch on to it i i think i get what you're talking about there because i mean there there is quite a bit in thrash where it's almost uh, like hardcore style mm-hmm. uh, vocals, you know, like hardcore bands, you know, like Hatebreed or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's almost like a shouted vocal style. Yeah, that's what I would call it. Yeah, and it's, people... It's not growly you know, and it's not screech. Yeah. And I guess maybe I more yeah. gravitate towards growly and screech. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it all, so I'm good. All right, well, uh, moving on to the next band. This is Latoth's... Latoth's... Latost, I'll get it right one of these times. Uh, <laughs> so they're a two they're a two piece black metal band from Brazil. This is their third album, which is called Cesariana. Epic melodic black metal is how I would describe it. And we were talking about it prior to recording this. Uh, Christian brought up a point that it sounds like if Dark Tranquility made a black metal album. And yeah. now that I'm thinking about that, it really does fit um, the description there. <laughs> Yeah, the melody lines that they use in there is very reminiscent of early tr- Dark Tranquility, like the Haven era mm-hmm. or uh, you know Damage Done. Yeah, in that Damage area. Done's one of my favorites. Um, um, actually, yeah, after we, I love Damage Done. After we played the outro track last time, I've been on a real Dark Tranquility tr- kick, and I've been going <laughs> back and listening to everything. So I've I've <laughs> I've done the exact same thing with everything from the '90s. I, I listened to a bunch <laughs> of over the last couple of weeks. You know, in between new stuff. I always try and go back and listen to some older stuff. Uh, and I've listened to a ton of Dark Tranquility, In Flames, At the Gates, The Crown. Um, All good stuff. Just, yeah. <laughs> but Latost, this is their third album. It's 49 minutes long. I feel like there is a little bit of bloat in this album. There's a little bit of, of spots where they just kind of go a little too noodly. I don't really know what else to call it. And the melodies aren't quite as succinct as they could be. Not a very tight album, I guess, maybe is the way to phrase that. I think where it kind of flags a little bit is they they seem to do a lot of the same stuff that uh, Opeth can kind of do. Well, they'll repeat that same couple of bars of music mm-hmm. uh, like seven, eight, nine times. You, you don't really have to. I mean, four would be plenty, yeah. you know, but but they, they'll have a tendency to do that. But it certainly didn't stop mine oh no no i'm not saying i actually really liked it interfered with anything on my end i'm just saying from a reviewer perspective yeah yeah uh it you know it could be considered a little bit bloated but uh i i love actually when they do that because they do that in this album where they start out with one melody and they kind of incorporate it throughout the entire album you hear the same sounds you heard before come back yeah um but then you're also talking about the parts where you know they just play the same part over and over again and i agree sometimes that's a little excessive but um, in general, though, it's a fantastic album. Um, a really, really strong showing from these guys. I, I liked it a lot. I, yeah. I don't know for sure if it's going to make my end of year list, but um, it's definitely one that I'm listening to regularly right now. Yeah. And I mean, th- this is what is so great about you know heavy metal nowadays. I mean, this is a band that's completely new to me. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, uh, another band we're going to talk about later, Eternal Storm. Completely new to me. Uh, I had no idea who they were, and... Then you're just like, God, there's so much talent out there. Yeah, it's mind-blowing how talented some people are. But anyways, uh, let's go ahead and play the song. This is Latost 
L-I-T-O-S-T-H. The name of the album is Cesariana, and the track is called Whipping Bottles.
actually think that was the first single um, from the album. I, I chose it, and then when I was doing my research for the show, I realized that was the one that <laughs> that they used to promote the album a few months ago. I do think it's one of the strongest tracks on the album. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, it seems like uh, one of the more completely focused songs. Yeah, it doesn't have that meandering that we were yeah. talking about beforehand. But uh, it's overall a great album. I know that we're not exactly selling it terribly well, <laughs> but it's uh, it's a great album. And I would highly recommend anybody that likes melodic black metal or Dark Tranquility to check it out. Well, you know, just like what I was saying about, uh, you know, what Opeth has a tendency to do. Uh, just just an FYI, Opeth is one of my favorite bands of all time. So, like, <laughs> I, I'm not shitting on what Opeth does because I love <laughs> and I, I even love the clean vocal opeth so there's that all right well uh let's move on the next band is a new one to me uh this is vanier this was one of your picks christian yep vanier melodic death metal out of denmark and uh these guys have been around for quite a while but this is uh the first time i had actually listened to a record from them uh the album is called epitome the track that i picked was uh called to arms and the reason that i picked this one is it has this killer intro section yeah for the guitars it's just instantly memorable and there's some just fantastic tremolo picking uh leading up to the mm-hmm. chorus and then that chorus just kind of explodes and i love when songs build and you know and they have that big payoff yeah i mean to me there's nothing worse that you know you know than a a song that starts out and it has this great guitar riff and then this uh you know leading up to it a, a great bridge and then the chorus comes in and it just falls flat and it, it just oh that is so disappointing yeah uh but this definitely not here this is fantastic all the way through and apparently this here is the seventh studio album and although this isn't necessarily a concept album, it does have a common theme of talking about battles fought over the throne during the Danish Middle Ages. Interesting. So they said it's not a flat out concept album. When I was, uh, when we were prepping for the show, I looked up Veneer and I just typed in the name without putting in, you know, the album name or anything like that. And it brought up uh, what Veneer is in Norse mythology. And it's a pantheon of gods that are specifically associated with fertility, wisdom, and foresight. Oh, I didn't even know. I, I probably should have done a little bit more research. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little tidbit of history for you guys. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic melodic death metal album. Um, there's so many that come out that are kind of middling, just really, really like good melodic death metal albums, but they don't do anything to stand out. And uh, this particular one, I think Christian's right. It has a lot of very memorable riffs. So this one might yeah. make it a little bit further in our end of year considerations than uh, some of the others. And I mean, I, I will freely admit, you know, melodic death metal that does have a hard time sticking with you mm-hmm. because it, it it does tend to get a little bit samey uh, here and there. Yeah. Uh, so that's just an, yeah. it's just enjoyable. It's like popcorn metal. Everybody likes it. You enjoy it. Yeah. You know. But when it's gone, it's gone, and then you move on to the next thing. It's nothing that sticks with you. That said, there are some that are incredible. Uh, We already talked about Upon Stone from last month. That melodic death metal album was phenomenal. And it's still sticking with me, and I'm going back to it all the time. This one, I'm going to be listening to more as well. So it does happen. They're great. It just... uh, 
it's not as common as you would think. Yeah. I mean, you have a tendency to kind of compare them to the classics. Like you and I are both big Dark Tranquility fans. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you compare it to Haven or Damage Done or... Or even Amon Marth. Like, I mean, they're, Amon Marth is in the same vein as them. It's like Viking Metal. Like some Amon Marth stuff is just memorable. You know, like yeah, you just, yeah. it sticks with you. You can recall it at any time. And then a lot of it is middling. A lot of it is just like, okay, it's Amon Marth. Whatever. Let's yeah. move on to the next yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, that's a perfect, perfect example. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and play the track. Uh, this is Veneer off the album Epitome, and the track is called Call to Arms.
And that was another fantastic melodic death metal album for this year, and hopefully that can continue. I'm sure it will. We're only in February, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. You never know with melodic death metal. Yeah. It, it just seems like it can start out, and then you just get a whole bunch of, man. Yeah. That's... You know, good, good, not great, but I think this one here will stick with me. Well, I know the next one's going to stick with both of us and probably many, many, many other people. Um, this is the last track we're going to play today. This is from a band called Eternal Storm, which Christian mentioned just a little while ago. This is their third studio album as well. I was not familiar with them prior to this album, but oh my God, I have to go back and listen to their previous catalog as well because these guys are so technical and so good at their craft. This is something that they consider to be atmospheric death metal, which I haven't really heard a whole lot of in my lifetime. Um, I hear a lot of atmospheric black metal, mm. but you don't really hear a lot of atmospheric yeah. death metal. And the album is full of clean singing, which is something that I'm not usually a big fan of, but it's great here. There is some bloat because the album is uh, 69 minutes long. So, I mean, yeah, there has yeah, to it's, be. It's pretty you long. Know? But it doesn't feel like it. Even though it's a 69-minute album, it feels like it goes by much faster than that. Yeah, it's one of those that there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. And like this here is one of those albums that damn near every single time you listen to it, you'll hear something new. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, man, I, I like the way they, they transitioned there or whatever. It's really one big, huge piece of music that's been split yeah. up into individual songs. And sometimes um, there's certain points in the album, like between track six and seven, where they're basically the same piece of music, but written completely differently. Mm -hmm. Track six is like very slow and melodic with a lot of clean singing. And then track seven is like the same exact piece of music, but way heavier, way more aggressive. And you'll you'll hear the same lines of music coming through the whole piece. Uh, they do some really interesting stuff in this album. And the whole time they're just creating this incredible sense of atmosphere I really can't explain it. I think it's something that people just have to hear for themselves to appreciate. But like Christian said, the more you listen, the more you appreciate. So definitely, 100%. This is my pick of the week. Pick of the last two weeks. Check out Eternal Storm. The name of the album is A Giant Bound to Fall. And the track that I'm going to play is also called A Giant Bound to Fall. Um, so here you go.
God, it's good. Yeah, there's. I mean, it would have been. It's it's my pick for the best album to come out over the last two weeks too. Even though the vinyl is kind of expensive, uh, shipping and stuff uh, from Europe, I I definitely jumped on it. It was so did yeah, I. It's, it's just too good to pass up. Yeah, this is it's staggeringly good. It, a record like this doesn't come along very often, and I, I just I have so much appreciation for it. It's really hard to talk about even because it's just such a, a mind-blowing album. I mean, I was actually I picked- thinking about this and I was like, you know, we probably shouldn't say a whole lot about it simply because you should you should definitely experience the album for yourself. Agreed. Like, don't go into it with any preconceived ideas or anything. But th- this really felt to me like the same feeling that I got when I heard that Yathiria album for the first time. Um, it's you're just blown away like That's the same feeling i got the first time i heard garia i mean it's uh yeah. you know the the styles are completely different it's not the same kind of music at all but just that it's just a very special album uh we have a mutual friend benjamin yaker and uh he, he said in the the metal chat one time music that you know you listen to and it gives you that stank face <laughs> and th- this is definitely one of those where you're just listening to it and you're just like damn like <laughs> <laughs> you're just you know your face gets all scrunched up you're like how can something be this damn good yeah like it seems impossible but uh here it is and i mean i cannot recommend this highly enough people need to hear this album um i would be drastically shocked if this is not on almost everybody's end of your list so i mean i i would go so far as to you know all the recommendations we've made so far if you can only listen to one full album this week make it that yeah i agree 100 percent. all right well that does it for our picks of the past couple weeks we can talk about our honorable mentions real quick there were a lot of good albums that came out as we said insane um i'll i'll let you go first christian why don't you tell them about some of the other ones you really enjoyed all right well i tried to shorten this list a little bit because i i could have i could have seriously put 10 15 different records on this you know that we're in contention for, you know, the, the possibility of having a track in here. But uh, I went with uh, a band called In Vain, uh, the album called Back to Nowhere. It's a heavy metal slash thrash hybrid from Spain. And if you're a fan of Iced Earth, give this a shot because uh, th- there's a lot of Iced Earth influence going on here. And um you know, Iced Earth at this point has become a little bit problematic, you know, to say Just the least. A little yeah, bit. <laughs> a little bit. They got that LIL as well. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, you know, if he's ever going to record any new music again. Hey, we all make mistakes, I guess, but mm, uh, that's a big what are you going to do? Yeah, big one. Uh, another band I came across was EXA. I don't know if it's EXA or just EXA, but uh, the album is Left in Shards. It's thrash metal from Germany, and... Uh, you can't really beat thrash metal from Germany. This is more of that clean but aggressive style of thrash. You know, like if you're talking like uh, Havoc or Angelus Apatrita, you know, in that vein where it's it's definitely aggressive, but it's uh, clean. The, the, the modern production is great on this. And, you know, it, it's just really, really well done. The band Holder uh, versus In Oath. Black metal from Washington. Uh, there must be something going on in the Pacific Northwest. There's so many <laughs> damn good bands up there. Bewitcher, uh, Uwada. And then finally, uh, Ever Dying, Dimensions of Mortal Frailty. 
this is a uh, melodic death metal mixed with uh, black metal from Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I would say what this really triggered in me is uh, at the gates, early at the gates or old oh, man's yeah. child. Uh, you remember old man's child? I do. Uh, <laughs> it, it really gave me those kind of feelings. But one of the best things about this is his Spotify written thing. You know, like if you want to know more about the artist. Yeah. If you go down there and this is an actual quote. It's written, imagine an orgy of early in flames, God dethroned, Nagelfar, and hypocrisy while Opeth and Dissection jerk off in the corner, ever dying as a resulting eight-string bastard child. <laughs> that guy's got some writing chops there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I love I love it when somebody doesn't take themselves overly serious, but that is exactly what this album is. And, you know, he's not lying. So. No, he's definitely not. There's so many influences throughout that entire album, and it's really, really enjoyable all the way through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, is it anything groundbreaking? No, but just a, a really good record to listen to that you don't feel the need to skip a track or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you just let it play. It, it's a fantastic record. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot as well. Um, so the Holder album, it's actually a one-woman black metal project. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. We hear a lot about you know one-man bands, but it's pretty unusual to hear about a, a one-woman band, um, especially one that's this good. Holder would have made my list in any other week. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just that this week was so insanely good that it couldn't. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, on to my honorable mentions. Um, the first one that I want to talk about is Hauntologist. This one is another one that easily could have made my top picks in any other week. Um, Actually, when I very first heard it, I was blown away by it. And I was kind of screaming it from the rooftops that this was going to be, you know, a top 10 sort of album. I've sort of changed my opinion slightly just because the last track uh, is all spoken word. The band is made up of members of current and former MGLA. And I mean, it's very melodic, haunting, atmospheric, black metal um, the first seven tracks are some of the best I've ever heard. And then there's that eighth track, which is just yeah. spoken word that really kind of takes away from the whole experience. I don't know why people keep including so many big spoken word tracks on their albums, but it ruins it for me. Yeah, I don't I don't like it either. It's hard for me to judge an album and rate it so highly when there's a whole track on the album that I don't like. I can't really yeah. say it's a top 10 album when I only like seven out of eight. So yeah, when you have so many insanely good records, you can't shoehorn one in that you don't like as much. Yeah. I mean, if I had to describe hauntologist, one thing that really stood out to me, the drumming is insane. The, the, mm-hmm. the drummer on that is just, he's fantastic. And you know, like if I had to describe it, you know, in a, you know, elevator pitch or whatever, I, I would say a post metal version of MGLI. Yeah. The album was like made for me. I, I love everything about yeah. it, except for that spoken word track. And I think that it's one that people should still definitely check out because there's so much to enjoy on it. It's just hard to get past that one issue for me. Uh, let's see. What were my other honorable mentions? Going back two weeks because there was a lot. Uh, there was a band called Soul Brood that put out an album called Four. This is a really long form, atmospheric, melodic black metal album as well. It's a concept album, um, although I'm not entirely sure what the concept is. He's uh, he's done four albums, and all of them are one, two, three, and four, and it's an overarching uh, medieval type of story, I think, that he's building upon. There, there are some incredibly beautiful moments 
in the album. Yeah. Um, there was a lot that I really, really liked, but it's daunting and it's such a massive undertaking to listen to the whole thing. You really have to be in the right headspace for it. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely not casual listening, but there's a lot to appreciate. So if you enjoy those long form type of albums, I think you'll get a lot out of this, but I wouldn't try to just put it on while you're doing other things. Yeah. It'll fade into the background unless you're really paying attention to it. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Removos, their album Spirits. This is a very cinematic sort of sounding album. Um, they've gotten a lot of comparisons to Wardroom, uh, where it sounds like it's the Assassin's Creed soundtrack, but with black metal vocals instead of just chants. And it is sort of a mixture of that. There's a lot of that Viking style uh, melody, and there are some of the chants in there as well. But then there's also harsh black metal vocals on top of it. The first time I heard this, I loved it. On subsequent listens, I've kind of found it to be a little bit um, samey and a little bit repetitive. It's still a really good album, and it's probably one that every three or four months I'll go back and listen to, and every time I'll experience it and be blown away. But it's not one that I can listen to frequently and subsequently and still appreciate it on the same level, I think. Well, I know you said your wife is a big fan of soundtracks, and I... I think maybe she would even dig this album because i mean to me it, it felt like if there was some downloadable content for assassin's creed valhalla this mm-hmm. would this would definitely be in there somewhere uh it's right in the same vein as that wardrobe album um it's it's good it's really good if you like that kind of music you'll you'll love it for sure uh the next band is nocturnal sorcery they put out an album called captive in the breath of life this is modern era dark throne it, it's very, very classic first wave sounding black metal. It has some melody, but it's it's not all about the melody. It's more like that grim classic style black metal that yeah. you would get in the first wave stuff. So um, if you dig that, you'll dig this. I recommend it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. It had that. It, it's not pushing boundaries at all, but mm-hmm. what it does, it does extremely well. And sometimes that's all you really need. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a classic sounding black metal album that's what it is <laughs> not everything needs to be pushing new boundaries or whatever it doesn't need that yeah i completely agree and we'll talk about that as part of our topic yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got a few more to get through though uh gates open yep they're a relatively unknown band um doing black and death metal and they're doing it very well i played this album a lot after i first heard it um there's some extremely catchy hooks in here there's a lot of really good melody. I, I like the tone of the guy's voice a ton. Um, if you like Necrophobic, they're probably the closest comparison yeah. I can give to them. And I'm a huge Necrophobic fan, so uh, Gates Open is quite good. Isan doesn't need us to say anything about him, but he put out an album that I loved and Christian was kind of uh, lukewarm on. Uh, I feel like this is probably his third best album. I enjoy it a lot. I've listened to it a lot. But it's Isan. Yeah. Everybody knows him. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing about the Asan album is that he was on the cover of Decibel magazine wearing like a gray suit looking off in the distance. And there's been all these memes made of like CSI Finland or <laughs> CSI Norway. That would be awesome. Uh, Especially yeah. if he was, you know, the, the detective, I would watch that show. Yeah, I would watch that too. Uh, just a few more to go through. Farsat put out an album called life promised death. Very, very strong melodic black metal. I liked this a lot. There's some stuff in here that seems a little too generic, I think, maybe, which would keep it off some people's lists. But like Christian said, everything doesn't have to push yeah. boundaries. Uh, and these guys are doing what they do very well. So I liked it a lot. Praise the Plague put out an album called Suffocating in the Current of Time. 
this thing is heavy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it comes out the gates, you know, swinging. And it's uh, such a dark and crushing album. If you like heavy, heavy death metal, you will love this album. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, to me, this is probably the best, like, doomy kind of black death yeah, it metal. Does have a doomy element to it as um, well, yeah. That I've ever heard. I mean, it it almost feels oppressive. Like like oh, it, like it does, like a weight absolutely. is on you. It's kind of like the Null album yeah, that I talked yeah. about. Like it just feels evil and oppressive when you first hear it and I mean it's in that same vein, very very crushing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's heavy as fuck. It's not something you, again you can listen to all the time because it'll weigh on you, but uh, hearing it is an experience that I think people should experience. It's good. And then the very last one is a band called Acrid Death. They put out an album called Abominable Presence of Blight. I don't know why they didn't say light instead of blight, but it's a very good death metal album. I think it's more of like a brutal death metal album that has melody in it. Yeah, yeah, I'd get that's it's more so yeah. than melodic death, but there, there's definitely melody in there. Typically not my favorite genre, but I really dug this album in particular, so I recommend it highly. Yeah, it definitely has some bright bright spots on it. I mean, it's good all the way through, but uh, there are definitely certain songs that are better than others. All right. Well, that, that wraps up our album discussion from the past two weeks. Um, I'm sure we'll have just as much to talk about next time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably could have talked about 10 other albums at this point. Um, I yeah, mean, we, I'm we, sure I could have, too. We just had to limit it for time's sake. I mean, we could have made this podcast three hours long if we picked all the uh, songs that we were raving about over the last two, three weeks. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, let's move on to our topic. Um, so as I mentioned, it's AI and metal, artificial intelligence. And the reason I picked it is because um, Unleash the Archer's new album was announced. It's coming out soon. It's available for pre-orders. They used AI in every facet of the creation of their new album. They used AI to write their lyrics. They used AI to create the music. They used AI for their cover art. They used AI for everything. And there's been a huge uproar from the metal community on social media about it. And I'm inclined to agree with them. Yeah. Um, I, there's there's no reason to utilize AI to that extent for sure, but really at all, you know. And on, on the tail end of that, Deicide put out pre-orders as well, and their latest album cover is done by AI as well. And I mean, it looks it looks shitty. Like there are so many talented artists out there that can do artwork for reasonable prices, and you know, Unleash the Archers. They're not exactly a small band. Deicide's been around for fucking ever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure either one of those bands could toss $500 to an artist and have them create them a badass album cover that they could use. Even on Twitter, I saw an artist. He he literally hand drew exactly the same image that was used for the Deicide album. And it looked a million times better because of all the shading that he put in and all the contours and... It's it's just it's just better. Like I don't know why anybody yeah. would use artificial intelligence for any of their album generation, and that's only talking about the art. Yeah. Like I don't even know how you can call it your piece of music if you didn't actually write it yourself. You know, at least the archers should be ashamed of themselves for letting AI write their music or their lyrics. Right? Am yeah. I am I crazy? No, you're <laughs> you're not. Because I mean, look the the whole point of you know music, but especially heavy metal is that, you know, one of the things that metalheads will uh, rail against is this pre-programmed techno pop that's all over the charts that, you know, most of this music's written by algorithms or whatever in 
how you know chord progressions are super popular i'm, I'm sure you've seen one of those uh that video oh yeah where they show you like like the the hit songs over the last 25 years how there's you know using the same exact chord progression and they know that this is how a hit song is written and mm-hmm. you know that that just says everything that you need to know about it i mean it, it it's formulaic and it takes yeah. the heart out of it and i mean the whole point to heavy metal is it's a feeling and you're not getting a feeling from writing prompts into a computer program and having it writing write it for you i it seems cheating it's definitely cheating. Yeah. Even if even if it's like you tell it, you know, based on our previous albums, write a, a new one. It's like, okay, well, you know, like I, I showed Justin these uh, $10,000 bills that I bought from a uh, <laughs> grocery store. Now, uh, if you're going to give me a completely AI album that you didn't personally write, uh, can I pay you with one of these ten thousand dollar bills? You know, like because that that would that would seem fair because you put just about as much effort into it, right? Yeah, I mean, like unleash the archers, they're more in the power metal genre than anything else. I would say that's not exactly a genre that I'm well versed in or that I enjoy, but I have heard unleash the archers before and I've enjoyed their previous work. So they're yeah. obviously skilled at writing music and performing it. So I just don't know why they would choose to make the downgrade of writing their own stuff to letting the computer do it for them. On the, on the other side of that though, like I understand the novelty behind it because like back in 2017, the very first quote unquote heavy metal song was written by an artificial intelligence. It was called Coditany of timelessness. Um, and it was a couple of computer programmers who just basically wanted to see if it could be done. And they created the very first heavy metal song using AI And then fast forward a few years um, to the end of 2022, early 2023, uh, there was a band called Frostbite Orc Kings that came out with an entirely AI generated album all about uh, orc battles. (laughs) It was like magic, you know, orcs fighting and stuff, but it was all done with AI prompts. That's not my thing. I tried to listen to it. I thought it was terrible. A lot of other people obviously thought it was terrible as well. But if you're into the gimmick and you want to, you know, hear terribly written music that you know has some novelty to it okay there has to be room for everything in metal so if you want to include that go right ahead i just don't know why an established band who's already proven their chops would take that step backwards and like potentially ruin their career and alienate a huge portion of their fan base by making this decision i've heard some people say that but i don't know how true this is that one of the reasons that they did this was to show what the quote unquote dangers of letting AI do. And, and, and well, yeah, that was, that, their, that's that was their whole defense. Yeah. Their and, whole defense was that it was, uh, it was to illustrate what AI, you know, the problems of AI. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of a cop out though, to, to use that as your defense because. Yeah. You're still trying music. to sell me. You're still trying to sell me this record. <laughs> right. You know, you're trying like, to make money on this music yeah. that you didn't write yourself. Like, I mean, if it was a avant-garde art project from some college student, okay, you know, yeah. m- make your AI album. Nobody's heard. Nobody's heard of you. Nobody knows what you're doing. Yeah, you know, you want to make a statement. Go right ahead. But you're an established band that has a fan base that you expect to pay your bills. Like, it's cheating, and yeah. it's it's uh it's robbing them of what they expect to get from you because you've already sort of established yourself as competent musicians and now you're going to ruin that. I feel like it has no place in 
our genre of music. Yeah, I mean, I, metal I is a agree. metal is unlike anything else. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're we're a community. You meet a metalhead in the wild, and instantly you could become friends. I mean, even if you don't like the same music, you know, you still metalheads. You know, throw up the horns and get it back. Like yep. it, all of us feel this way. Yeah, I I don't see how this can. I mean, you know, hopefully this is you know the the backlash that's been created by this is enough to stop anybody else from wanting to do this because it's such a terrible idea and yeah i mean i would hate to come across something and somebody out there thinks that yeah i can just create my own you know melodic black metal album through ai and well i mean they can like an unknown person like i don't have a problem with it honestly like if a college student who's not established creates a melodic black metal album using ai and he says that he says this was created yeah. with AI. This is what it is, and he doesn't try to sell it. He just puts it out there for free on SoundCloud or something. Who cares? Yeah, like, and th- he's that- he's gonna find a fan base. People might like it. He may even make some money off of it. I don't care. That's fine. But you know, if Metallica comes out and they're like, "Oh, we used AI to write our next album," I mean, I'm sure the drums will be better, but like, it's not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna fly with the people, you know? Yeah. I should probably uh, clarify that a little bit. What I'm worried about is somebody doing this and then not saying, hey, just so you know, this was created with AI and trying to push yeah. it off as, hey, I I did this. Well, let's do that live, too, buddy. I, I don't quite think that the AI is at that point yet. I mean, it's scary how far it's come and that may be yeah. a possibility in the future. But discerning ears can still probably pick apart and tell when something so. was written by a human and when it wasn't. I mean, especially visually with the artwork, you can definitely tell when an AI created it. But I mean, we're eventually going to hit that point where you're right, where it is so advanced that it could just do it and nobody would be able to tell. Yeah, and that's, and that's scary. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Why even start down that path? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been in bands and... Uh, you know, let's just say, you know, our whole focus uh, when we started that band was not about changing the musical landscape. It mm-hmm. was, you know, the Dire Straits, you know, line, uh, money for nothing and your chicks for free. Yeah. Because th- that's what it was all about. It was about having a good time. Um, right. So it, it just scares me that if you have a good enough AI program, you can write a whole record and pass it off as you wrote it. Uh, that that's just terrible. Yeah. Hopefully we never get to that point. Yeah. I hope not. All right. Well, I think that <laughs> pretty, pretty clearly states where we're uh, drawing our lines with AI. <laughs> like that uh, old television show in living color. Hated it. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, let's move on to our pickups. What have you uh, picked up recently, Christian, that you're excited about or what are you looking forward to? Uh, of course, pre-ordered some vinyl. Uh, of course I did. But lately, uh, I think if I was going to, you know, I talked to you about this earlier, too, that, you know, this section doesn't necessarily always have to be about music. And over sure. the last three weeks or so, four weeks, I've purposely made more time to uh, read. I, I'm a big comic book fan. And so, like, uh, off of your suggestion, I uh, read Nailbiter, and I crushed all 30 issues and i love now well just joshua williamson it's a it's a great series yeah a week and a half or so and um yeah fantastic and it just 
kind of reignited my uh, my love of reading comics. And, you know, like at this point, I'm uh, rereading Fables, mm, one okay. of my favorite from back in the day. Um, uh, there's just so much good comics out there. And you, you if you are a comic book fan, I'm sure you already know. But if you're not, give it a shot, especially just about anything coming out of Image. Mm-hmm. Uh, Image Comics is just so insanely good. Um, yeah, I, I I used to do a podcast about comic books, so I mean I've been a huge fan of comics for most of my life. I've kind of strayed away from it in the last decade or so, but I will say that most of my favorite stories, most of the ones that I have strong memories attached to, are the ones that come from the indie publishers. Um, check out stuff from Oni Press. Check out stuff from Image. Um, check out stuff from Boom. You know, Marvel yeah. and DC are, are great but they're cyclical. You know, you get the same sorts of stories repeated over and over yeah. again with updated artwork and not say they're not good. Cause sometimes they're great, but you're not usually finding the great stories with the popular characters. You're finding them with moon Knight before he became popular or, you know, the punisher, like the, the characters that aren't necessarily in the spotlight. Well, if I could suggest something to people, uh, like Marvel unlimited. So, so worth it. I mean, 60 bucks a year, for 25,000 comics that you can read on your iPad. That, of course, you know, uh, DC has something similar with their Infinite, which is another 25,000, 30,000 uh, comics. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Image, I, I was trying to find if Image had something similar, and they actually do. Oh, wow. It, it actually takes all the independent publishers, like what you were just talking about. It, it has Oni, it has AWA, it has a, a ton of these. And it's an app called Global Comics with an X. Just check it out on um, the App Store. One of the best new comics that I've come across is a comic called Petrol Head from uh, Image that um, is really, really damn good. And you can actually read it through that app, cool. which is fantastic. Yeah, it's a great app. I'm going to I'll be subscribing to it. Yeah, I mean, I have. I love comics, but I just couldn't keep up with it the way I used to. Uh, my life's too busy with my job and my baby and everything else. Like, I would love to have the time to read comics like I used to. Maybe one day. Maybe when my kids are older. <laughs> yeah, I just... Honestly, all I did was I uh, I cut back a little bit on my uh, gaming uh, video games and, and just use that to read. It's great. It's great. And, uh, you know, I'm a big you know, gaming nerd too. So that's cool. Uh, well, one thing that I'm excited about, cause I'm a, I'm a gaming nerd too. Although I rarely ever get time to game is that the, uh, DLC for Elden ring was finally announced and, uh, the trailer came out yesterday and it looks just so good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, the thing that, you know, like why I thought I should, you know, back off of the gaming a little bit at this point and, you know, maybe read a little bit more was, it seems like every damn game that comes out, you could play for 300 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not a completionist, man. Like, I, you know, I'll play a game and I'll beat it and then I'll put it down and never go back to it. Um, we have some friends that are, you know, they have to get the 100% on everything. I can't do that. I don't have the time See, or the energy for that. <laughs> that's my problem. That's my problem right there. I, I, I'm always afraid I'm missing out on something. And so I have to 100% shit. And I mean, just put it this way, I'm still playing the original Spider-Man game that came out, what, 
2019, 2018, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I'm still playing that because I haven't hundred percent of it. It's, it's rare that I go back and, and revisit a game, even when DLC comes out, you know, like I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I loved it. And then the DLC came out and I never played it again, but like cyberpunk, uh, I loved cyberpunk even with all of its flaws in the beginning. And then they did a completely new release for the game that changed almost everything um, right before they released the expansion. So I've been playing some cyberpunk since then feels like a completely different game. Um, but I love that. And then Elden ring, I beat that last year. It was a game that you could definitely put a thousand hours into or more if you wanted to, uh, you know, I, I probably put like 50 or 60 hours myself into it just to get through the first playthrough, but I'm excited for the download of content for that. I'm definitely going to return to it. See, and that, that's the problem. I seem to be drawn to games that are very long. You know, like... Uh, I'm, Those are the best games. Yeah, I'm drawn to Starfield. <laughs> I'm, And that's a, that's a game that's probably going to last 15 years. I mean, because there's so much they could do with that. Uh, I mean, yeah, they've already I announced... I played through Starfield twice. Yeah. You know, I, I got two different endings, and then I said, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've got to a certain point where I had, you know, all the little things unlocked. Yeah, I could easily see myself going back to that over and over and over again. I mean, I still haven't even yeah. finished Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, Christ. I never started it. I bought it on Steam and I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of Steam games I've bought during their damn sales, they're going to, yeah. and I haven't I touched. I have a huge backlog too. Oh my God. <laughs> And I mean, I have There's a, just not enough time in the day. Yeah, like uh, I have a Steam know. Deck, and I can take you know my Steam library with me, and I still me don't too. even get close to getting these games. I mean, I, I probably have a hundred games in my Steam library that haven't even been touched. I don't think I have quite that many, but I probably got sixty. I mean, it's uh, it's very easy to just buy them and then never get around to it. Oh, there's um, the like, Steam sales are so good. Demanding. I mean, what, and the sales are good yeah. too. It's, I mean, when you it's a combination of those two factors, the the winter and the summer sale. I mean, when you got stuff that's you know ninety percent off, uh, you're getting a, a top tier game for eight bucks. It's kind of hard to say no. Yeah, I agree because one day maybe you'll have the time. <laughs> it can happen. It can uh, happen. But aside from video games, uh, there's a couple other pickups I had. Uh, my patches have been rolling in. I've been buying patches from every site I can find for <laughs> for all the bands that I love. So my Battle Jacket, I think right now I have 17 patches in a pile. Um, and I've probably got another 10 on the way. So pretty soon I'm going to start sewing. Picked up a bunch of vinyls. I got the new Crystal Coffin album. And they actually, uh, because I bought both their albums, I'm guessing, and because I picked up a patch as well, they sent me a free CD of their latest album. So nice. we might be giving that giving that away to a listener or something, because I, I don't really listen to CD as much. I picked up uh, Mare Cognitum's Solar Paroxysm, one of my favorite black metal albums. It's so fucking good, and I didn't have it on vinyl, so got that in. Uh, I got the new Upon Stone album, which I can't say enough good things about. Uh, I picked up Wake's Devouring Ruin. Last year's release of uh, Thoughtform Descent was like very eye-opening for me. Um, Wake has kind of transitioned from being like a grindcore band to like more of an ambient black metal band. And their first album where they really did that was Devouring Ruin, which I liked a lot, but it, it wasn't impactful, I guess, the first time I heard it. Uh, whereas Thoughtform Descent just stuck with me for the whole year. It still sticks with me. I listen to it all the time. And so I picked up Devouring Ruin because I need to give that album more chances. I picked up uh, Aklis's Melano. That thing is just brutal, melodic black metal. It's so good. Yeah, I got that one. 
I got the Bipolar Architecture album that just came out this year. That's one of my favorite albums of the year so far. It's, you know, melodic post-black metal. How could I not love it? Uh, I picked up the Moonlight Sorcery EP that I didn't have. Um, <laughs> I don't remember which one I have and which one I don't. It's the red one. I picked up the red one. <laughs> and then uh, I ordered the Griffin album that we spoke about on this episode and the Eternal Storm album. And then I bought some tickets for the Decapitated Septic Flesh and Elysian Tour uh, in April. Oh. Super excited for that show. That's going to be heavy as fuck. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. often do you get to go to a, a concert for four bands you like? Yeah. Like, doesn't happen. I mean, <laughs> the, that last Septic Flesh album impressed the fuck out of me. Holy shit, was that good. Yeah. I've, I didn't love Titan. I know that was the one that most people were like, oh, man, but Codex Omega just blew me away and then Titan slowly grew on me um and then their latest one i can't remember the name of it but i really love that one too so i'm i like septic flesh quite a bit Allegion, i'm a huge fan of and decapitated i love but Allegion specifically um since we're getting to the end of the episode we're gonna do our blast from the tri- blast from the past track it's gonna be an Allegion song <laughs> there you go so as you know they have played a lot with technology in music um one of their favorite albums of mine is the one called proponent for sentience, which is all about AI and the dangers that are involved in it. It's almost like they took all the concepts from iRobot and sort of wrote about them in an album. It's just such an amazing album. If you never heard it and actually as a throwback to a previous episode when Christian was talking about intro tracks and how they have these long melodic parts, I will say that the last time I saw a Legion live, they opened the show with the intro track from proponent for sentience and let the whole thing play while they came on stage. So that was that's the only example I can think of where they actually did live up to that. <laughs> nice. I still haven't had it happen. <laughs> but anyways, the track we're going to play to close out the show is, again, from the album Proponent for Sinians. This is a legion, and the name of the track is Of Mind and Matrix. So, And uh, before we go, I got one thing. Um, sure. Get, get your pre-orders out there. Uh, midnight. You can pre-order the new Midnight album. You can uh, pre-order the new Necrophobic album. Yeah, and I already did that one. This one here is probably under the radar for some people. Nuclear Blast is actually reissuing the first two uh, Testament albums. Oh, cool. So if you don't have the Legacy and the New Order, which are, oh my God, are those albums good? Yeah, they, they have them up for pre-order, so you can get on that right away. Cool. Well, definitely get on that, guys. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the show today. We'll be back in a couple weeks with a whole bunch of new music. Have a good one and enjoy this Legion track. Have a good one. Bang your head. <laughs>